0: Everyone. It's great to be with you today. Our Old Testament reading this morning is taken from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 4 to 14. I'll just give you a few moments to find that passage in your Bibles at home. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent, declares the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when seventy years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfil to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: The reading today is taken from Matthew 11, verse 16 to 19 and 25 to 30. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you and you did not dance, We sang a dirge and ye did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do.
2: well good morning it's good to see you wherever you may be joining us from so shall we pray may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be ever pleasing in your sight our lord and our god amen if i had the ability and confidence to carry a tune I would start this morning with a short rendition of the first four verses of Psalm 137. It's a psalm that entered popular culture in the early 70s, first by the Jamaican reggae group, the Melodians, and was subsequently covered in the late 70s by the group M. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, Yea, where we wept, when we remembered Zion. There, on the poplars, we hung our hearts. For there, our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing one of those songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And that last question, how should we sing the Lord's song in a strange land, echoes down the centuries from the psalmist in Babylon to us today in Durham and elsewhere, as we find ourselves in this strange COVID land. Some people have begun using the term post-COVID as we begin to emerge out of lockdown, but as a church and as a society, We are still very much in the midst of a Covid landscape, which will continue to dominate over the coming months and maybe even years until a vaccine is developed and is available. So how shall we sing the Lord's song in this strange land? One immediate answer when it comes to physically gathering in church at least is that we cannot sing the Lord's song. Yesterday we opened our church building at St Nick's for the first time in over three months. And just to put that into context, this is the first time that as a church stood on that spot in the centre of Durham, the first time in centuries, in hundreds of years, that our doors have been closed continually for such a period, the landscape remains unrecognizable and strange. It will be many more weeks yet before we are able to gather together as a church on a Sunday, all of us. And even then, when we do gather, things will be different. Slightly face masks certainly in our first few weeks, if not longer, will have to be worn. As one vicar said on the radio yesterday, reflecting on the opening of her church today, no, no, we won't be able to sing, but we may be able to hum. And in Canterbury Cathedral today, where the Archbishop, Archbishop Justin, will preach, there'll be a said service of communion where bread alone will be distributed and will be given out to those sat socially distanced in their seats by priests wearing face visors and gloves. This may be church, my friends, but it's not church as we know it. How shall we sing the Lord's song in this strange land? The questions faced by us today are in many ways distant echoes of the questions faced by those first exiles in Jerusalem in 587 BC when the Babylonian juggernaut of King Nebuchadnezzar conquered Jerusalem destroying the temple and marched the survivors off to live hundreds of miles away in exile. And it's to those exiled people to whom the letter from the prophet Jeremiah is addressed as they consider their past, lament their present, and wonder about their future. In their wandering and lament, the people are faced with a myriad of voices. There are those who tell the people not to worry. Their exile will be short, soon they'll be able to return, and everything will be as it once was. And then there are other voices, those who say the exile will be permanent and to abandon any thought of return at all. And the word of the Lord, the word that we heard this morning, comes to the people with an assurance, an assurance that they will return, they shall return. But they will return in the Lord's time and not in theirs, and that in this time of exile they should plan to flourish, to bless, to declare even in the midst of exile that the Lord God reigns. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm, plans to give you a hope and a future. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found and will bring you back from exile. So the message to sing the Lord's song comes to those in a strange land because even in a time of place and place of exile, they are to declare that the Lord is God and to sing their song. For he has not abandoned his people, he has not forsaken them. He will walk with them through their lament and exile, preparing them for their return to a city and temple, which will need rebuilding. Over the past few months, we have found new ways of singing the Lord's song in this strange land together we have been blessed as a church by a brilliant tech team by people like tim brandon phil and chris who have been able to put together these services where we have been able to be led in song by a range of fabulous musicians from across our services during this time of exile we have been able not only to have been blessed but also to have been a blessing to those who have joined us during this time who may otherwise never have found their way through our physical doors. By God's grace and goodness alone, over the past three months since lockdown, the number of people who have joined us each day for prayer during the day, in the week, and also on Sundays. Has consistently been higher than it was before lockdown. In our own small way as a church we have been able to settle down during this strange time and increase in number and not decrease because we have faithfully sought the Lord's face during these difficult days and have committed our ways to him. This morning's passage from Jeremiah was one uh, that we read together last Monday at our church's Zoom prayer night. Uh, And let me take the opportunity to say this morning how wonderful it was to be able to pray and spend time with so many of you, to see your faces and to listen together for God's voice. Uh, Let me take this opportunity now to invite all of you, uh, those who were there last Monday, and those who weren't to the next opportunity and time we have together to gather for prayer on monday the 13th of july a week tomorrow one of the small groups who prayed uh, reported back with verses from isaiah 58 which they felt the church needed to hear as we prayed and began to think as a church about our return to our building So here these verses from Isaiah 58, 6 to 11. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away? from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk. And if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise. It will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. Those verses point us to the considerations that we will have to make as a church over the coming weeks and months as we consider what our mission is to be in this new strange land. How it is that we can be a community of hope for all at the heart of our city many of whom will be faced with the kind of challenging circumstances that we heard in those verses from isaiah the poor the hungry the naked those who are both materially and spiritually in poverty and with their reference the reference to breaking the yoke of oppression and sin That passage from Isaiah 58 echoes the words of our New Testament reading from Matthew 11, which Rebecca read to us this morning. Just as with our passage from Isaiah, Jesus' words here, the words from Matthew's gospel, are a reminder to us to trust in God when, particularly when, The way ahead seems either uncertain or unsure. These words are a reminder not to lean entirely on human wisdom or understanding or leaning, learning in discerning God's will, but rather to depend on the childlike trust in God, which will bring us home. Our Gospel reading this morning ends with verses that will be familiar to many, with Christ's invitation to each of us who may have been lamenting during these past weeks and months. Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. These words are an invitation to take up a different kind of yoke, that instrument of joining farm animals together in common endeavour. Not now a yoke of oppression, but one of freedom that comes in being co-workers with Jesus, yoking ourselves to his will and his purposes. It's a yoke of freedom that invites us individually to follow the path that God leads us in and frees each of us in during our daily lives, freeing us from all those things that will weigh us down from sin, from guilt, from fear of death, confident in God's love for us, free from earning approval, free from expectation, free from fear, confident in God's purposes for us. But this invitation isn't just for us as individuals. It's also one for us as a community. It's an invitation whose words are inscribed in our church building, in the window above the chapel, as a reminder to us that when that day comes, when we are free to return once more to our building and to sing the Lord's song in a familiar land, that we'll not be returning to a place as things once were, but to a new time and a new place, changed permanently by our experience of exile. Just as with those Babylonian exiles, We live in the promise of God's guiding hand, leading us home, confident that he has plans to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future, so that we can be a community who shares God's love and his hope to a hurting world. My friends, as we make that journey, I am reminded of the words of the Roman Catholic priest John Metcalf, who once wrote of his dream of what the church could be. He wrote, I dream of a church where love and people are more important than stone and steeple. I dream of a church with an open door where no one is privileged except the poor. I dream of a church with milk and honey, will flow more freely than power and money. I dream of a church where young and old will be inspired to change their world. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the St Nick's Durham Podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.